I'm Hector. I'm Jason. Matt. Mind Grenade is a pop culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. Oh, yeah. So clean. Sorry. So fresh and so clean. (laughs) So um, we are going to talk about that stuff. And we're gonna get we're gonna do another round of the Rotten Tomatoes game, the Rotten Tomatoes prediction game that we uh, came up with. It's called Rotten on the Vine, where we predict the scores for upcoming upcoming movies. And um, but before we get into that, let's get into some crossing the streams. So this is where, if you're new to the podcast, this is where we um, recommend or talk about stuff that we're currently into that's streaming. Or that you can download, uh, for example, some comics and stuff like that. And um, yeah, let's let's just get right into it, man. So um, it's it's not where we all go in one urinal. Yeah, ooh, yeah, right. That the, the yeah. trough situation. I, I prepared for the wrong podcast. It's like Ian, don't cross the streams, and then he does, and it's like, oh well, it's too late now. What'd you say, Jason? <laughs> I said I prepared for the wrong podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, you oh, know, drank gonna, a lot of uh, apple gonna, juice. Yeah, of course, it was apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get rid of my toilet notes. Open up. Okay, Jason's going to be doing the pee-pee dance the whole podcast. (laughs) Take it away, Jason. All right, so um, I I watched a couple of streaming movies, one of which I think a lot of people have noticed or have watched so far, which The Tomorrow War. The reason I watched this movie is four things. So (laughs) it's... That's too many things. <laughs> it kind of is. Chris, you're, you're supposed to be like, ah, explosion, or ooh, hot chick. And those are like the only two reasons you'd ever watch anything. Well, I needed more than just one thing to convince me to watch this movie. But So Chris Pratt, Jake... The, this free movie? You yeah, this free to... movie. Yeah, well, it's still... This movie's over two hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there you go. See, now you've retracted the good. I'll add so, one more criteria to my uh, list, to of, things list to of things. To your list of things. So... The four things are, before Matt rudely interrupted, was is Chris Pratt, J.K. Simmons, Aliens, and Time Travel, which are all in this movie. So then I was like, ah, I can get on board with this. And so what I expected was is just a, a fun movie. So it doesn't... I was explaining to Matt a while ago, as far as the time travel goes, you always worry about... You, well, you don't always worry about them, but there's always that paradox thing, right? They can happen during a movie, and they do address that during the plot of the movie. And then it ends, and then it kind of... I'm not going to ruin it. I'm just saying that at the end, it may not finish that. But this is not the kind of movie where, say, A Quiet Place, where you have aliens or creatures in this environment where it's meticulous in the way it does. It tries to do it perfectly and thought out. Like, that's not the kind of movie this is. This is more of, like, just, like, action. Like, look what happens when these, these things come. This is what we have to do to try to save the human race. Like based like a, a, a more of a spectacle kind of movie than a um a cerebral movie that's okay, not what yeah. this that's not what this movie's trying so to be at all less so, cerebral and yeah more so on that's the action. so i'm fine with that and of course it's going to be reflected in the rotten tomato scores that that's i mean then the quiet places got stellar reviews this one's just got so-so reviews which mm-hmm. is what i would expect in the audience score is a lot better which is what you usually see out of right. just a straight up just um, I don't know what just an action film, action sci-fi. The yeah. vibe I get from the like media surrounding it that I've seen is like, this is like a rock style, gonna do well in China, yeah. action movie. <laughs> it's funny that you brought up the China thing. I, I, I promise we'll get back to the Tomorrow War. Jason asked me last night about Snake Eyes, and I was like, yeah, that looks that looks good. I, 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 I just I, saw a trailer for that last night. I, I hope it does well. I'm not gonna make it to the theater to watch right away, but if I hear good things, then I'll watch it when it comes out the home video or whatever mm-hmm. but it does look like it's wanting to do well in china and the united states which i'm hoping it does both 
but you can tell nowadays, oh, they're all, they're trying to it's trying to become an international thing. More. So many things are when the when the plot's a little flimsy and it's all about the explosions. It's like, trying to please as many yeah, people as exactly. possible. Yeah. So I heard somebody compare this movie to Starship Troopers, which I thought. Oh, I don't. That's a good comparison. W- which is I thought was an interesting comparison, and I, what I would say is this is sort of a modernized Starship Trooper for dummies. Okay, because um, I know Starship Troopers had some kind of like social. It had a lot of, of play. It was like RoboCop. Like it, it was a movie it that had was intentionally spoofing. Yeah, its own a lot genre. of political satire undertones yeah. to Starship. Troopers. Okay, so this has that as well, a little bit. Uh, yeah, or? not near as much. No, okay. Like it's more, it's more straightforward. So the the premise is this is the premise. It's not going to ruin anything. The premise is that there's a war being fought. I mean, the movie title gives it away. There's a movie. There, there's a war being fought in the future, right? The human beings are losing and losing badly here towards the end of the war. So what human like human beings in 30 something years in the future, I think it is what they've done is now they've figured out a way to time travel back. Um, There's not there's less than a million people left fighting this war. Um, And so they come back to the past to recruit people to help fight this war in the future to try to save. Basically, they promote it. And it is this is part as political where. They try to sell it to people to sign up, to enlist, to go draft, to go to the war in the future to try to save their grandchildren, basically, and their children and their grandchildren. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> the entire plot is a paradox. Mm-hmm. But that part of the paradox, and you say, okay, that's a paradox because people can't go fight this war and then come in. Yes. But that part is covered in the plot as far as that created a paradox because these people that are going in the future have to meet a certain criteria. So not to mess with the people huh, or the wow. things that are in the future. So you could probably guess what those are. So um, uh, how should I say it? I don't know. Anyway, but you could figure if you really thought about it, you could yeah. figure out what people are going to be brought into the future, the ones that don't affect that part of the future. So that initially is and then Chris Pratt is one of those people. Um, so and then he finds out that you get a wrist break. You get a like this huge wrist thing put on and then you time travel to the future um, and I think you have to do like a certain stint. I think, and, and there's a there's a worldwide draft. So some people eventually they decide to do an entire Earth draft to push people in the future to fight this war. So wow. that you don't have a choice. You either yeah, go yeah, to yeah. it's it's that's part of the politics too. You either go to jail or you go to the future. Huh. If you both meet the criteria and you get drafted, you're going or you're you're running, and that that's your two choices. Um, and then Chris Pratt plays a character who's ex-military. <clears throat> also a scientist, of course, because there's time travel and things like that. So he gets sent to the future, um, and then the things happen, and then the movie sort of ends in the way that you would think a movie like this ends, but, um, you know, without ruining it, but uh, think, whether uh, it be positive or negative, but... what? Go ahead, man. Oh, Hector was first. So. No, please. Oh, I was going to say, do you think in the pitch meeting, they're like, they walked in and they're like, he like sits down, opens up his briefcase, he's like, I got four things for you. <laughs> Chris Pratt, the other guy. Time travel. Time travel, and aliens. aliens. And then he goes, time draft. And he pulls a microphone out of his briefcase and drops it on the floor, and then they walk out. Time draft. <laughs> and then they're like, we'll talk about the title later. <laughs> I got four things. Time draft. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's more than I knew about this story. Uh, but but you, you said that the ending... Le- like this is what I'm guessing the ending is. So they have a resolution, a big enough resolution, there's a big enough resolution. But there's stuff hanging, right? There's little like not not necessarily for a sequel, 
but maybe for a sequel, but also because you the uh, time travel stuff. I without giving it, I, I don't want to give it away, but I mean it resolutes pretty hard. The movie w- does, were you but, satisfied with the resolution? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you y- y- you can't intellectualize it too much because then yeah. you can start finding like okay, right. So it ended this way, but does that really work? You know, any time travel movie is going to have its issues. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this movie is no different, but it doesn't keep it from being enjoyable. I think Chris Pratt is pretty great in this movie mm-hmm. for yeah. what he is. Like, I think, I think he helps carry this movie, which as an alien time travel movie is going to have its trips and hardships along the way. Um, the one thing that I didn't like, <clears throat> the one thing I'll say that's also not going to ruin anything. The one thing I didn't like about this movie is initially when I saw the alien design, when you first see them in this movie, okay. I was like, if i like that like i don't know if i like it it's nothing it's a combination of things you've already seen for the most part not all of it but um and then i was like "Ah, i don't know i don't know but then as the movie goes i started liking it more and more Hmm. because as you learn who and what these aliens really are then the design i was like i get it like i Hmm. I get it i get it now so without giving anything away um you've always yeah, that's one of your character flaws, xenophobia. I mean, you warm yeah. up to people eventually, <laughs> yeah, and aliens yeah. and whatnot. Eventually, but at I first, was... you're like, ugh, they look gross. And then eventually. Eventually, <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I'd take one of them out, probably. At oh. least for a drink or something, just to see <laughs> what happens. think they like flowers? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm simultaneously very happy for and incredibly depressed with Chris, pa- Chris Pratt's mm-hmm. career. Yeah, yeah. Because like, he went from like... Yeah, like uh, he was fucking hilarious and Parks and Rec, right? Yeah, but yeah. It, it was it was like even off camera, like he improved all his lines, like mm-hmm. he was very creatively funny. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "What if you were the Rock?" And he's yeah. like, "I'll make more money that way, <laughs> won't I?" Yeah, and like I don't know, I feel like good for him. Yeah, but also what a wasted talent. Except for Guardians of the Galaxy, which was the transition point, which was like, this is perfect. And then he went, instead of going the same or more towards the comedy side, he went full action hero. And those movies seem to I I like, yes, I like his comedic talents over, I I mean, Jurassic Park movies are so boring. Yeah. His character is just hollow. They could have filled that role with anybody, really. I mean, it's nice that you have somebody who's funny, who's improvised, but that's such a vanilla role that could have just gone to anybody. He turned into the guy who runs from explosions. Yeah, yeah. His character has an okay character arc. Yeah. The aliens also, actually, the aliens have a satisfying character arc, actually, to them. Um, they, but they, they win. it's nothing that's gonna blow you away. Well, they like, could. I thought they weren't gonna do it, and then at the <laughs> end they, they through. <laughs> just killed all those humans. And then at the end, they're like, "Ah, oh, just kidding. You guys are fine." And then they left. They're like, "Ah, oh, we're yeah. gonna, yeah." Uh, oh. Like, wait, didn't it? They're like, oh, wait, you guys didn't start it. I thought you hit you. You hit us first. No. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Did you? Did you, you? You didn't punch me for what was like, that? What something just you, ran- you hate us, right? What? Oh, you just oh. accidentally bumped into me. <laughs> oh, it's oh, a misunderstanding. So this whole thing oh, was okay. a oh. Yeah, if only we weren't so shit faced right now, <laughs> yeah, we probably like, wouldn't have gotten a fight. I am so sorry for killing most of the human race. Uh, we're we, you know what? We got somewhere to be anyway. We're just yeah. gonna take off. We can make more. <laughs> you guys are good. We're all good. Yeah. Oh, Nick there's an app. There's an Applebee's over yeah, there. You know, you could like implement shape. a time draft, and then you have more. <laughs> 
that's the crazy part of it like that i didn't i didn't know about the storyline that they i guess i kind of knew that they were coming back in time to recruit but the draft as well and then also how about the dude that just want that says fuck it i'll go to jail like I heard people don't come back from this crazy war in the right? future. I'll just stay in jail and wait it out. Yeah. Like, how long is my sentence? 10 years? Okay. When's the war? 50 years from now? I'm, I'm genuinely more interested in this movie having had Jason told me the yes. plot. Yeah. Just because I got to see how how they make it work or yeah. not make it work. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I think it's worth a while. If you like sci-fi, this is a movie worth watching, especially if okay. you have Amazon. I, mean, I just, I start to... De- my I like I think too much about time travel movies mm-hmm. and they start to bum me out. Like there's things about Loki which maybe we can talk about. Yeah, we'll that talk about are that like, here in a minute. Yeah, it's great, but are like kind of bumming me out. Um, as far as like plot holes and stuff, mm-hmm. I did like I, I. It's nothing that's gonna blow you away, but I liked the story behind the aliens. What you eventually learn about them, I I was like I liked what they did there. I'm not. I'm not gonna say what it is. You what's have to a, watch it. But what's a what's a what's a good example, Matt, of a time travel movie or TV show that you that you do like that you don't have as many hang. Well, I hang-up. thought Looper was pretty cool implementation. That's the one of I was it. gonna go yeah. with, yeah, because they don't go too far into the mechanics of it, but they they make it feel real enough where it's like the 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 chamber that he goes into to travel in time it looks like some fucking old machine like it doesn't look all snazzy like a delorean or anything right um but anyway yeah that would have been mine the way they send people into the future in this movie is fucking weird okay so i don't know look forward to that (laughs) all right all right yeah there's only two good in my opinion two good ways to do a time travel movie which is the clean time loop where everyone who goes back has already went back and everything is just a clean timeline yeah or the like multiverse madness, where every time you go back in time, you're entering a different uh, branch of the timeline. That, yeah, which because is the, those two are the least likely to paradox. Right. Marvel famously is the, any time travel creates. I don't know if the MCU is gonna hold to this, but in the comics, it's always been that where, um, and they get to fucking make up their change their rules whenever they want. But it's always been that any time travel will cause a branch in the. Which is how the, I mean, that's how the MCU is doing it now. Right, yeah. It's just the branches are being pruned. Right, yeah. Which is a cool concept Mm -hmm. by the time Nazis. It is good that the, (laughs) the, yeah, the the time bureau inside the uh, Loki movie is not like the time travel in in Um, this movie because. We can, we can loop back around, but I think it's, uh, Loki was one of my streaming things since we, uh. I haven't talked about it in, in a while, but uh, we'll come back to any more uh, recommendations that we have. But let's just jump into the Loki thing. The last episode, um, as of this recording, was the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, once they got off that planet, the two Lokis. And now this episode was um, where they're, they got rescued off that planet. And they were about to cause some crazy like timeline with i guess they were gonna start making love or something i don't even know that's yeah that's a thing like he he really loves himself um <laughs> now if they had sex would it be masturbation that sounds I, hot i don't know i feel like it'd be incest i'm fairly <laughs> grossed out by the idea if you had sex with yourself it would tighten i guess uh, in a technical I mean, genetic form yeah, it would be if incest. you want to talk about all the genetic downsides of incest oh, too, it is yeah. literally the worst case scenario okay it is because yeah. you it's the person that is most identical in genetics yes. to you is you <laughs> yeah um and then yeah 
Okay. <laughs> I guess not uh, totally identical. She's got to have at least one different chromosome to be female, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I'd be interested. Close. I, I'd be interested to see where they're going with her character, though, if she yeah. really is Loki. Yeah, because it's because, still up in the air. Like, yeah, in the comics, right? Sylvie, Sylvie. is a human Sylvie is yeah. who was given powers, I think, by Loki in the comics. Yeah, but they, like, so she was a variant taken from Asgard, so she still could have been a human that was taken to Asgard. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so, so she still may not be. Because here's the thing that doesn't make any sense is if she is Loki, then there has to have been a massive long-standing branch in the timeline for Loki to have become a lady, which means that for an extended period before they pruned that timeline, the timekeepers weren't doing their job. Yeah. Well, is that why she's a variant? Is I mean, well, but I'm saying I'm saying like so when Loki became a variant, he grabbed the cube, teleported and was immediately pruned. Mm -hmm. Yes. So in order for there to have been enough variance in the timeline for Loki to become a woman, like how long would that take? That could take hundreds of years, which means that the timekeepers allowed a branch to continue for who knows how long before Mm -hmm. they decided to to trim it. It it makes no sense. I see your point. I mean, uh, none of the stuff we just talked about is hugely spoiler oh sorry about that but part. no it's yeah. fine it's, it, i'll take the blame for this one you can but spoiler, edit in a spoiler alert yeah uh, but um going further yeah um uh the other thing too which is major spoilers is that apparently they're all variants in the time um uh yeah the time variant authority or whatever, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's i like that's a cool idea a cool it, twist like, that i didn't see suddenly yeah. like humanizes all these kind of like cold unfeeling people just doing their like bureaucratic jobs mm-hmm. like suddenly they're everyone has had their lives stolen from them mm-hmm. yep uh let's see what else uh came out of this episode the, the last episode the one where they were trapped on the planet it became i guess canonical that this loki is by i guess i know there's a uh a lot of representation in the mcu throughout the years and uh loki being by doesn't seem that crazy well, I feel like, idea. yeah it wasn't even something it wasn't like the gandalf is gay moment where yeah. you're like what yeah it's like oh yeah well obviously like it makes yeah, sense he's, he's yeah. just like a uh what's the word like bacchanalia or um what's the, like the roman just like have sex with everything oh, uh, uh, uh decadent uh, yeah whatever uh, the well it reminds me of the, of the, the word the ro- now it reminds me of the robot from uh um uh, futurama uh yeah, exactly. With like the grapes. What's yeah. his name though? <laughs> oh man, we'll remember. This is gonna be bit. embarrassing when yeah, we yeah, remember. Yeah. No, but yeah, fine. like you know, like he's a he's a he's royalty. Mm-hmm. Like he's likes to trick people. Like like mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, to me, yeah. Frivolity and yeah. everything else. Yeah. Uh, and then um, let's see what else. Um, so and then uh, like I, like we said, spoilers. Uh, it seems like. A couple of characters are dead. Well, they they it's a small worlded the timekeepers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, when they yes. first came on screen, I was like, really? That's what they're going with? I was like, that's kind of lame. And then it's like, oh no, they're just like uh, rides at a Disney theme park. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was a little jarring. And then they yeah they did the no one dies thing at the end. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Mobius and Mobius, which is Owen Wilson's character, like that really hurt me when they, like, I was like, oh, fuck, I was just, I was liking this character so much, and they kill him off, uh, seemingly, 
And then the same thing happens to Loki towards the end there, our Loki. And then there's a um, credits, end credits mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. That this is the first end credits that they've added to, to Loki, to this show. Because the previous episodes didn't have a an end credit scene. This one did. And it just shows him waking up some, somewhere else with what looks like variant other variants Tons of, of Loki. other Lokis, yeah. There's like a child Loki. There's like an old man Loki, but he's dressed up in the old style yeah, the Loki costume from the Stan Lee, yeah. Jack Kirby style. One of them seemed like a Thor variant. Yeah, though. he was like an African-American, like a black guy yeah. with, the, with the hammer. But uh, I'm wondering, so like the whole thing is they prune these timelines and they use the word prune intentionally, right? Yes. You're trimming a branch, but when you trim a branch, something happens to that branch. Like it falls to the ground. So either the the two theories I have is that something that is pruned it continues on its own path, but is no longer accessible from the original timeline. Yeah. Or that it falls to the ground. So there's a ground dimension where all these okay. pruned dimensions. Okay. Exist. So it, these pruned universes don't just They they become inaccessible. But they still exist somewhere. Crazy. Well, okay. That would make sense with the way the episode ends. Yeah, so yeah. So this yeah. whole thing's accumulated into just like one big Loki orgy somewhere. Well, but on the Loki's not the only thing. I mean, they prune yeah. infinite dimensions. Right. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. To, to Loki, Loki's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Things, so. Uh, so there's two episodes left. So it's going to come down to it. Um, uh, so I was telling Jason last night when we were talking about it that. The next episode is going to have to reveal who's behind the time variance authority or who's like who's who's the villain, I guess, technically, because yeah, the one yeah. girl. That well, Mobius's was, boss knows something. Yeah. But she got knocked out. So we don't really she's know. She's about. And then uh, the female Loki was about to kill her, seemingly. And she was like, do it or something like that. They never showed like I don't I'm still I'm not totally sure what happened to her. Do you guys? She just got knocked out, right? Uh, yeah, but I think she wakes back up. There's a scene right before the end of the show, and female Loki's got the staff to that Ravona, whatever her name yeah. is, and then she's like, "Go ahead, do it," or something like that. And then female Loki's like, "No, you're gonna tell me everything." Yes, yeah, ah, so exactly. That's, right. that's okay. how it ends. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, hedonism bot is the name. Yeah, hedonism is the word <laughs> I was yeah. looking for. Yeah, where it's like, oh, let's try everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. I'm so distracted right now because ever since Matt's comment, I'm all I'm doing is picturing the timekeepers going, "It's the timeline after all. It's the timeline <laughs> yeah. after." All. I have to be honest. When they revealed that, I was like, "Oh shit, they're really going. They're going to reveal these timekeepers." Like I was, I, I figured they were just going to string us along for a long ass time, and no. And then turned out it was just it was just bullshit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Pretty. Uh, I do think Pretty it was quite the, um, I don't know, it's odd that they made them like animatronic instead of an illusion, you mm-hmm. know, because there's like so much kind of, well, Loki's whole thing is illusion, but there's yeah. like so much magic in like yeah, the, or, or even infinity stones and then they're yeah. like nah they're just robots yeah or holograms or something yeah, yeah. it was just kind of like wow that's pretty low tech for uh, maybe they've been there for who knows how long because the time works differently you yeah know? Hmm? Maybe yeah, they've been there since the start of showbiz. Um, <laughs> what's the uh, I meant to bring up because we were talking time paradoxes earlier. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the the time platforms or what they look like. Uh, 
I brought this up. I don't think I brought it up on the podcast where uh, Doctor Doom in the MCU, uh, not in the MCU, he hasn't showed up in the MCU yet, but in, in the Marvel comics, the, the, the doors they walk through look like Doctor Doom time platforms in the comics. They just look like just a platform of light, essentially, that you stand over and then it envelops you. And that's how you time travel with the Doctor Doom's time platform. And uh, again, I was telling this to Jason last night, and I could have dreamt this, but I could have sworn there was a red door in that last episode instead of a, a yellowish door. There's an orangish door. That's where Loki goes when Sif beats the shit out of him. Okay. It's their, pris- uh, their prison yes. cell. Yes, okay, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then uh, Lady Sif shows up for, for a minute. Apparently, she's cast in this next Thor movie, Love and Thunder, and she was on social media saying that there's going to be a lot more of her character because she just kind of got swept to the side after the Is second Thor movie. I don't even remember. I know her. that too. Like, uh, didn't Ragnarok, all of Thor's yes, Ragnarok die? happened. Yeah. Like the end of, of uh, Asgard happened. So who knows if she survived that or... Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But she is, is Matt cast. Damon coming back. Actually, yes. No, <laughs> really? seriously, they're gonna that that whole because it's Taika Waititi again for this next door movie. Yeah. So they're gonna have some form of that theatrical representation of Asgard, I guess, Asgardians. Nice. Um. So, um. All right. So, what else do we got for uh, crossing the streams? Uh, Dave is back. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't have that much to see. I, yeah. it's it's a great show. It's like this weird mix between real and heartfelt and absurd. Mm-hmm. Um but I personally don't find it as entertaining as the first season. And okay. I think the reason is that like a big theme of the new season is writer's block and how Dave that he's a rapper, he can't put out his debut album basically. Yeah. And I think this is very real because the actual Dave has not put out a debut album huh, since okay. it's like original EP. All right. um, but anyway, so there's a lot less music in the new season, which was a lot of what I liked about the first season. So, okay. But it's still, I mean, I would definitely watch the first season and then continue on if you like it. Are they, are they dropping just an episode at a time? Or? Uh-huh, yeah, okay, so it, that and Loki are like me and Katie's once nice. a week thing, nice. which is like sadly most of the streaming that I've been watching lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a quick one as well. Uh, Rick and Morty season five. Oh, yes. Um, big fan of the first episode. Second episode was a little crazy. How did you watch it? Oh, uh, I just bought the season. Okay, yeah. yeah. I haven't been able to watch it, so. Okay. Uh, and then um, the second episode was a little nutty. I can't tell if I liked it. I had to rewatch it. It, it. it was the one with the decoys. And I think they were just getting off on having you just think you know what's going on the entire time. Um, the third episode I just watched over the weekend. What was it? It was... Um, uh, oh, the, it, it it was good, but not as good as the first episode. It, it had uh, a Captain Planet type character and uh, Rick... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Morty falls in love with her and like... This is, this is kind of crazy. Um... The uh, so uh, Captain Planet, right? I mean, you guys know that I mm-hmm. I, I was already kind of I aged out of that. Like I had already was too mm-hmm. old for Captain Planet. He's but, Matt's hero. Yeah, I was too young for Captain Planet. Or you, like, okay. landed. To, so Jason is like Captain <laughs> yeah. There Planet. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Captain Planet had the 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 kids 
that um, were a part of the team or whatever mm-hmm. for conservation, whatever. It's like his child labor to save yeah, the with planet. with their rings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So same situation here. Uh, it's a Captain Planet, but it's a female, and the kids have been keeping her like will will her to life, and uh, uh, but these kids are already old because this was back in the nineties or whatnot. And they're about to sell her to some, like, rich person in the Middle East and stuff or whatnot, you know. So you just picture the cartoonish version of some um, person from uh, Saudi Arabia or whatnot. And uh, uh, right away, uh, not right away, so Morty goes to save her from being sold. And he ends up killing all the the grown-up children. They're already old, so, uh, and steals their rings. And and saves Captain Planet or their version of Captain Planet, but then like the the Saudi Arabian guy Prince or whatever that was gonna buy Captain Planet, like he's about to attack Morty, and the, the what he says is, uh, "I'm an indiv- I'm an individual. I don't represent a group." And then goes to try to. So I was like, I thought it was hilarious yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were just covering their asses with like. <laughs> You know, that could have just seemed insensitive to a whole group of people, but they were they were um, aware enough to yeah. be Did like, it. oh, wait a minute, At, before the guy goes I've been to- watching some of the older episodes, and, like, the like the moment-to-moment jokes are great, but the long-form jokes they do on that show yeah. are, like, incredible. Like, the Vat of Acid episode is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, this whole thing, and then at the very end, he's like, or you could just go in this Vat of Acid. Yeah. But I watched the, uh, what's the superheroes one uh, uh, where Rick gets really drunk? Yeah. Yeah, that one has, like, one of the best long-form jokes where at the beginning they're like sitting down and rick tells a joke and no one laughs except, except for, for the, noob noob yeah the and maintenance then, guy yeah and then morty gets on the chair it's like the one thing rick loves and he goes through this big ride and then yeah. it's like this drunken love letter to noob noob yeah and then at the very end morty. someone says something about noob noob and rick's like who the fuck is noob noob oh yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah well noob noob shows up and you know how the opening credits is a, like a montage of the shit that's yeah yeah gonna, you're gonna see later in the season so and it's usually the most craziest shit, out, especially out of context. Right. You're like, what the fuck kind of like situation did they get into in that episode? And it's and it's like I said, it's stuff that you're gonna see uh, later in the season. So this season, season five, they have a series of stuff like that where you're like, oh fuck, like that just looks crazy. And then the last little clip is of Morty sinking like golfing and he sinks yeah, yeah. the hole in one and, er- and, and everybody happens. claps and that's it it's like <laughs> yeah. the most normal so they're playing against ex- expectations which uh which i like when they do that it's yeah. a really smart show um but uh i'll get off the uh, rick and morty there i'm sure most people um are watching that show and uh but anyway i'll let you guys oh there's a new album out that i've been uh it's one of my favorite bands they're definitely not for everybody <laughs> but um the band's called Hiatus Coyote, which is spelled really dumb, so I'm going to spell it. It's H-I-A-T-U-S, Hiatus, and then Coyote is K-A-Y? I look it up. O-T-E, there. something like that. Anyway, it's it's the Coyote starts with a K. But their new album, uh, they're like a... They're this weird thing where you listen to them and you you immediately like can hear all their influences but their thing is like nothing else they're very original at the same time hiatus coyote yeah uh, from uh, melbourne they're like uh i think you call them like neo jazz 
funk something. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Um, but um, the 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 single off the album is definitely like the for everyone type song. It's okay. called Red Room. Okay, um, which is great. Hiatus Coyote, H I A T U S, and then K A I Y O T E. Yeah, they're bizarre. There, it's one of those things where even I had to listen to them a couple times to like okay. to get it. But I haven't heard the whole album all the way through yet. But they haven't released an album since you have it up there, Jason. Do you see when that last album came out with the like wolf head on it? Two thousand. Well, no, wait. There's mood. The mood valley. Is that the single? That's the new one. Okay. Yeah, 2012. Oh, uh, well, there's a Choose Your Weapon one from 2015. Okay, so 15. So it's been a long time Oops. since they've released an album. Choose Your Weapon's a pretty good album. Hmm. When did you uh, When did you discover this band? Uh, one of my buddies who... Uh, he was going to music school at Millican, actually. Hmm. Uh, he One of his like jazz friends showed him this band. They're not like an outright jazz band. Mm-hmm. They're definitely like a rock band funk band but they're like heavily like lots of complex harmony and things that the average person might find a little dissonant and stuff okay. but they're pretty awesome this call well one thing i scrolled past called them soul music yeah like neo soul neo i think soul, is something yeah. you'll see come up future soul yeah. the lead singer is okay. just one of the most original human beings that, like from her look to her sound huh. to her music is is pretty cool all right speaking of female singer lead singer um that uh that wolf alice album um i've been uh digging um their last album i didn't know they were british either mm-hmm. um but yeah you introduced me to that last album i forget what the name of it is right now but um wolf alice is the name of the band wolf alice yeah what is the name of that album i could have told you yeah i dropped just recently uh <clears throat> blue weekend yeah it's a good kind of background just while you're doing stuff type music um a lot of um uh you know um uh, not wailing i guess but uh harmonizing i guess i don't know yeah. she's got that voice and uh, crooning <laughs> i guess so yeah just um yeah it's got a great voice and um puts it on display on this last album the nice. album the album the album comes off like my impression was that they're they've hit that groove that band will kind of hit where you can just tell the confidence in what they're doing, which is always um, refreshing. Um, yeah, that whole album's pretty good. The uh, my favorite song off there is called "The Last Man on Earth," which is a slower song, but I think I, I don't know. I think it's really, really well composed. There's a few different elements to it, even like a little Beatles-esque moment to yeah. it when we listen uh-huh. to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's the only. The only, dang, the only song I've downloaded on this phone. But anyway, yeah, but I've listened to the whole album. I, I like the whole thing. Um, Jason, did you say you had another streaming thing before? I do, actually. Okay, Speaking yeah, of music, we haven't on this, we've talked about it elsewhere, I think, but on this podcast, we haven't talked about Inside by Bo Burnham. Okay, yeah. Which is, um, just draw, have you seen it, Hector? Not yet. Have your, you seen it, Jason? Your, your wife uh, recommended it. It's incredible. Was, it's like, the, I could just describe it as like real art, which like huh. doesn't, come up on netflix very often or, or stand up right? yeah it's or stand up right? yeah. yeah like it's it's just shot very well for mm-hmm. what it is it's, yeah um and like it captures this feeling that is just real i mean maybe not but if it's all fake then even more impressive that he made it feel so legitimate but that the whole thing takes place in one room um which I the whole time I was like, I have to know, like, is this where he lives? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. 
And then afterwards, I found out it's like the guest house of his house. Okay. Um, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's great. The yeah. music is pretty good for. I mean, if you've ever heard Bo Burnham, he's hilarious. Yeah, his music is more of a set piece for his jokes. But there's a couple songs on this that don't even have jokes in them. Like they're more serious songs um, because he's singing about depression and being stuck inside. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of interplayed with some more traditional Bo Burnham stuff. But it's one of those things that I wouldn't recommend doing it in two sittings. Just like watch the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the best again, the best description is like it's just art. Like Mm -hmm. it makes you feel something. It's good. It's It's on Netflix streaming there. Uh, It says it's a musical comedy special shot and performed by Bo Burnham alone over the course of a very unusual year. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. A little mm-hmm. stand-up. Uh, what did you What did you have there, Jason? Uh, I'll do one more movie. Yeah. Um, there's a movie on HBO Max called No Sudden Move. Have you heard this movie about? It's brand new, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of a recognizable cast. It's got Julia Fox from Uncut Gems, Matt. Um, it's got Brendan Fraser, Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, John Hamm, Ray Liotta, David Harbour, Matt Damon. It's got quite the cast in it. It's a heist movie set in the 1950s. Um, these guys are hired, and they don't know why to to take the uh, to well to convince David Harbour's character to um, get this document out of the safe. And no one that's involved really knows why. I don't think it doesn't seem at first. Um, so the movie advances to figure out why they're trying to steal this. And then you kind of learn. So it's like kind of a mystery heist movie. Okay. So the guys that are stealing it are also trying to figure out why they're stealing this because things kind of unravel on them. Um, and then it, it, it ends up, it's set in Detroit, 1950s Detroit. So um, part of the plot has to do with the uh, motor companies, of course, at the time. So that ties in um, without giving anything else away. So um, so all these, di- these different characters. But uh, I don't want to say anything more than that there's a lot there's a lot that kind of unravels as the movie goes on so i don't want to give too much away because it the movie kind of slowly unveils itself so um i don't want to take away any of that from it um what what else can i say about the movie but yeah no i mean very 1950s uh tones um you i can tell by their suits on the cover (laughs) yeah so it's very 1950s it's a steven soderbergh directed who's a big time director, mm-hmm. uh, the Oceans trilogy, and uh, oh, he is. Uh, I was like, I was gonna make the joke. Like, do you think they got m- more than eleven names on the cover <laughs> for a reason? <laughs> yeah, right. I just noticed that. Yeah, um, which is a big get for HBO. You get uh, a straight up Steven Soderbergh movie um, streaming, like just directly to uh, their streaming platform. Um, let's see, uh, No Side Move had its world premiere in Tribeca Film Festival June 18th, 2021, and was released in the United States, uh, July 1st, HBO Max. So, um, yeah, so, I mean. I, it, I, I like it. Yeah. I, I liked the movie quite, uh, quite a bit. Um. I mean, it's got top-notch actors in it. Yeah, completely different type of movie than, than what I just re- described with the Chris Pratt movie. Um. This is this one's a sit down, pay attention to what's going on movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing real deep, but it's it's a it's a fun ride with these characters, uh, with them trying to figure out. Of course, you know with these guys, some of these these guys that are doing the heist are hired 
whether you call them mobsters or gangs or related or crime affiliated people. Um, the main character, I think just got a prison. He's kind of trying to kind of get away from that, but it's kind of doing this for money just to kind of get himself into a better place to move to Kansas city. I believe it is. Um, so a lot of these, these, these different characters that are hired to the heist don't really know each other that well and have different backgrounds. So they're all very conscious of each other, whether they're going to get screwed over by each other. And so there's that of course that with them being hired to do this heist and not really understanding why they're just like, Hey, go to the, go to this guy's house, convince him we need to like, there's this document in the safe. Like, um, so they hold his family hostage and they're trying to get the document out of the safe and the whole thing goes from there. So, but like I said, there's not, there's not, a, I can't go as an intricate detail on this movie's plot without. Well, tell me this. Them. Are there aliens or time travel in it? Neither. Oh, JK <laughs> Simmons. It's, it's pre time draft. <laughs> oh, oh I see. Yeah. No JK Simmons. No, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, yeah. Simmons is your guy. Um, I was telling you uh, earlier before we were recording, uh, I'd listened to a podcast. Uh, so I'll just give a shout out to 11 O'Clock Comics. It's one of the best comic book podcasts I've been listening to over a decade now. But uh, they decided to uh, flip the uh, script um, and did a, an entire episode where they didn't talk comics, but they talked about their top five TV shows of all time. And... Uh, 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 they mentioned some shows that I then wasn't aware of how great they were, but uh, one of the ones and uh, what do they call that uh, when it doesn't make your list? Uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, one of the honorable mentions was that uh, multiverse show or whatever that J.K. Simmons was in. Not multiverse, but uh, counterpart. Yeah, yeah, they mentioned that one and how good it was and how unfortunate it was that it ended. Yeah. So, I, I tried on this podcast to convince everybody. <laughs> I got made fun of the guy from my left. And if you guys don't know who that is. I uh, don't make fun of anything. His, his name rhymes with bat, cat, fat. <laughs> ah, Steven. Yeah. That's oh, him. no. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I was just looking to see about, uh, what's the name of the movie now? Um, no Sudden Move. No Sudden Move. It's got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not shabby. Yeah. And Soderbergh and those actors, like, they're usually... Right, but I don't think Benicio Del Toro's ever done anything that's not good. Yeah, he's always in good stuff. H- um, him and Cheadle are the two standout strong points, and they they are also two of the major characters in this movie, so, I mean... Saying that is not anything like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a hot take. I mean, per se, because they are two of the major driving characters in the movie, but they are also the two. I think the standouts in like this most movie. Most talented. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I I I, uh, I I like Brendan Fraser. Didn't really like him that much in this movie, but his part doesn't really play a big part in whether this movie's good or not. If that makes any sense, like his character is kind of an overseen. Uh, force in this movie but he doesn't really play a big part in it sure so um i don't know i just i just didn't like i didn't like him in the part in this movie ben, but brendan fraser yeah yeah i uh, lo- loved him in doom patrol but yeah yeah um so uh we'll um move on over to our rotten tomatoes uh oh can i jump in real quick yeah, with no. two disney things okay yeah uh luca which is the new pixar movie yeah uh one line tag is Pixar getting a little formulaic? Uh-oh. Um, and the second thing is, there's a new Star Wars thing in development. Yes. I don't know if you saw yes. this. Yeah, I'm so glad cool. you brought this up. Yes. It's uh, So, it's a bunch of... They, 
they seem to really be leaning into Japanese culture. But yeah. as far as the trailer reveal, whatever you want to call it, everyone, I think everyone is Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's essentially Star Wars anime mm-hmm. in an anthology. Yes. But it's not, it, it seems like they really don't want it to be Star Wars animated in the anime yes. style so much as they really want it to to be Japanese based off of Japanese culture yeah, and yeah. and they're just letting 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 the them do whatever they yes. want yeah because uh, from the inception of the first Star Wars movie it's had samurai for sure yes, yeah especially with that Mandalorian episode yes and even in more recent years they've tried um, didn't uh, there was a an animated I don't know if they were shorts or what they were but it had the guy from um, uh, Afro Jack, or what was it? Um, Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. Uh, whoever that artist, Tar, Tar, I forget the animation style, or the guy who uh, has that animation style. But they, they've, they've leaned in, they've kind of tried to dip their toe into anime mm-hmm. here and there with Star Wars, but they've never really gone full on anime and this is what this looks like it's like they're just gonna go for for it like entirely yeah so much so like you said they're just gonna let these um uh japanese uh animators just do their thing it's almost like to me it gives me like a love death and robots vibe where it's like uh instead of like sci-fi showcasing digital animation or whatever this is like uh anime animation showcasing star wars it just seems really cool um okay yeah, I, I you know when I saw that I was so excited for it, and then it also made me think about the uh, the anthology Marvel's got coming out, um, the What If yeah. Marvel anthology. I was like, oh man, both those universes like have so much room to play with stuff that they should just let people just right. Kinda... And I've said in the past, I want I wish there was more stories about the little people in the big world. Mm-hmm, yeah. So like, what about like a. Uh, how cool would an animated short be of just a kid and his sister or whatever trying to survive in New York during Avengers? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This the um, there's a there's a term for that. There's like a, a movie with two characters that just happen to be side characters, or the movie's about them. I forget the name of it, but yeah. um, they're trying to do that kind of with C3PO and R2 in the first movie. It's like, oh, these guys are just going along for whatever. Right. But they're, they're like small cogs in a ginormous kind of. Uh, Jendi Tartakovsky is the guy that did Samurai Jack. He did Dexter's Laboratory. Hmm, he, did, he, does a, he does a show called Primal that I've heard. It's a Oh, it's I've a, seen yeah, an Adult Swim show. Yeah, yeah, with like a caveman and his dinosaur. So it's that style. There was a Star Wars I don't know if it was part of the Clone Wars or I don't I don't know where I remember seeing little shorts of that guy doing Okay. And it was very anime inspired, but not full it wasn't the guy's not Japanese, so um but yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's um, okay. I'm really excited for for more. Star Since we're Wars. talking about Star Wars animation, can I give a yeah. quick shout out to Bad Batch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last episode I watched, I'm still enjoying the show. By the way, um, the last episode I watched, I really liked what they did because they took these clones, these Bad Batch clones, mm-hmm. these clones that aren't under the chip influences the other clones still are, even then under the New Empire. They get hired to do a job back on one of the old, um, oh my gosh, separatists 
like main planets. Okay. And they still have this predisposition, like, oh, we're not going to go back because they're they were part of the old war. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, we're not going back. We're not because they were hired to go liberate uh, an old separatist senator who got was being got arrested by the empire because he refused to conform basically mm. to the empire. So they got hired to rescue him and initially their initial response and it, it, this is about as political as the clone wars gets or the clone wars style gets but I thought it was well done. They were just like, "Nope, not taking this job." But then they finally, I guess money or whatever, they finally get convinced they're like, "Fine, we'll go rescue this guy." But the kind of the 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 turn of their point of view that happens during like when they go to take this guy which is it's just interesting like because they they came there thinking this guy's this guy's bad this guy's like this this guy's still the enemy and then kind of watching these characters actually develop and huh. like and then kind of their point of view it, it does it's kind of subtly changed it doesn't like overwhelmingly that's the whole point of the yeah. whole thing but they go kind of capture this guy and you can kind of see them slowly kind of change their mind a little bit as the episode goes on about like all the things that have been kind of pre-programmed in them about mm-hmm. all these people are just the enemy and that's it. So, and then of course they've already changed their mind about some of the empire itself being now that they are un- not under the influence of the chip because they changed their mind about that once order uh, 66, the order 66 guy. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Because they just didn't mindlessly go try to kill Jedi because they're not under the influence of the chips that were implanted. So, it's it. I guess they've got. I, I I find these these clones that aren't mm-hmm. under the influence of the mind control very interesting in their mm-hmm. their character arcs and their motivation arcs and the them able to be able to think and act on their right. own. It's a little bit of what Matt was just talking about, where yeah. it's just some of these lesser known characters and how they're affected by the big stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly what this is. So yeah, I still like this. And then mm-hmm. Omega, which is the the girl character, it's a kid character that goes along with them and. And she uh, she has a clone tie. I'm not gonna okay. I'm not gonna ruin it, but she's very well tied to these guys, and they don't even realize it until later in the show. So you seeing them clones be fucking? <laughs> no, no, no. What no. is what is what are their offspring? She's she's created just like the rest of them, but it's she has a very oh I see. She's a very unique. Like there are people that are kind of after her during the show, and there's a very specific reason why Omega is wanted. And then she hangs out with Bad Batch. They've kind of become like family. Like they basically, like they're kind of their own little military family. Like they make, she's like their soldier is what they call her. You know what I mean? So, um, but there's a specific so reason. traumatizing this poor child. Yeah, no, not really. No, but the, there's, a, they come to realize why people like are after her. Like she's basically hiding with them because they're also wanted by the Empire. Um, so, and then one of the people who was originally, one of the squad members that was originally with them somehow his kind of like chip thing gets messed up and he's actually under the influence of it. So like during the shows too, one of the people that was one of the part of their intimate squad turned on them and he's still hunting them. So it, it, I don't know. It's interesting. I like the show. I like the show. How far along is it now? Got to be like watched, halfway through probably. I don't know how many, the Clone Wars, ep- there was quite a yeah, few there like of them 70 per episode. episodes. Hey, per I think I just, wa- I want to say I watched the ninth one. Okay. But I, I honestly, I, I do not know how many. Never looked to see what the yeah. full season was. Yeah, I was I, honestly, I've been kind of afraid too because eh. I'm wondering if I'm going to get 20 episodes this season. But I'm fine with it. Oh, you're hoping for 20? No, episodes? No, I said oh. I'm kind of wondering if I'm going to oh, get 20 episodes okay. this season. What? But which is 
fine because they're only 20 minutes long. Okay. So yeah. it wouldn't hurt it wouldn't break your heart. No, no. You'd be like, oh, I mean, they're, fuck this long. they're very low commitment because with when you take out credits and stuff like that, you really are I'm like, a... besides the first one, you really are just watching a 20 minute show. And like all the narration. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm Bespin. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that, thank God. Um Matt, you were right earlier when you said that Benicio del Toro only comes out in good movies. I was gonna bring that up too because The Last, the last Jedi, Jedi is yes. such a good movie. It's so good. I'm gonna watch this after I'm gonna watch it after this episode. <laughs> I thought of that immediately when yeah, Jason yeah. started talking. I, about I, I'm glad we got back to it then. <laughs> I remember uh, his character. I didn't forget. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get into our Rotten Tomatoes game. Rotten on the Vine. So uh, listeners, this is where we um, we pick a little... Uh, we've been doing three movies at a time. And uh, these are movies that are right around the corner. There aren't any reviews as of this recording for any of these movies. And uh, we're going to... Um, we'd love to get listeners and anyone else to join in on the fun to here lose to... against me <laughs> yeah so um we're gonna pick our uh we're gonna make our predictions for these three movies and um ian's obviously not here um and we're, we'll shout out his uh predictions for these movies so the movies we have in store for this month are jungle cruise um the disney film starring the rock and emily blunt and uh, let me make fun of... We're going to be making fun of Ian the entire uh, uh, segment here. Uh, Ian was like, Jungle Cruise? Isn't that, a, isn't that a ride at Disney World? What are they doing? Like, what's the, like that sounds What's dumb. the deal with yeah. Jungle Cruise? <laughs> and I was like, well, um, they made these uh, you, these movies, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, that were a ride. Based yeah. on a ride, yeah. And uh, they've made quite a bit of money. <laughs> Doing going this route. You should so. just went along with it. And maybe Ian would have came with a review of the actual ride. <laughs> like had him go <laughs> first. It, yeah, like, this was a weird one, guys. But I just got back from Florida. <laughs> so yeah, all right. It's a shocker for him to yeah. Uh, so Jungle Cruise, uh, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. Um, that one is uh, going to drop on uh, July thirtieth. Uh, the second movie we have is the Suicide Squad, uh, the uh, second Suicide Squad movie. Suicide Squad movie. This one's directed by James Gunn, and that one drops August sixth. And then the third movie to round them out is Free Guy, the film starring Jodie Comer and Ryan Reynolds. That one drops August thirteenth. So we'll just go down. We'll uh, I'll do my prediction for. I guess I'll do all my predictions, and then we'll just go, uh, and then Jason will go, and Matt, and then we'll, you can do yours, and then Ian's, and then we'll yeah, let's yeah. do let's go that route. So um, for me, Jungle Cruise, uh, I'm going with the 74, percent and um, I did all kinds of kind of like I looked up the director, I looked up uh, Rotten Tomato scores for other movies of this type, um, the. Um, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I looked up other uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies, and I uh, settled with the seventy-four percent on that one. Uh, the Suicide Squad. Uh, like I said, James Gunn is directing the this version of the film. This one, yeah, I could go any number of ways because, uh, yeah, it. Uh, I think when Guardians of the Galaxy two, which I liked, and we've talked about all the MC, MCU movies, including the James Gunn uh, films. Um, I I think the second one, I think they were too pleased with themselves with the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like, they were all la laughing at their own jokes type of... Like, I, I would catch moments where they were like, 
they're having a little too much fun with how funny they are. Like, sure, it's funny, but you guys are patting on... It felt like they were patting each other on the back quite a bit through that second movie. So I'm hoping that he's reeled that in a little bit. What about the scenes in Infinity War that Gunn did? Uh, I guess, yeah, um, the Guardian stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I think it was reeled in a little bit more the 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 patting themselves on the back i think was done more with the Hulk with mark ruffalo's character in that and in those in, in infinity war um but i'm a fan of james gunn and i'm hoping for the best and i'm going with an 83 percent on the suicide squad uh so going with the 83 percent. i feel there. like guardians 2 suffered more from a the direction of the plot than yeah okay some of the other yeah writing. i can see that yeah, yeah like yeah. just to say i still have faith in james Gunn yeah there. yeah um so i think it's great that he's got a dc a big dc movie coming out and another kind of aspect too is that they've already got spinoffs from this movie and the movie's not even out yet so it's a good sign oh now i hate it <laughs> uh they've got a peacemaker um What's that actor's name? That's the wrestler. John Cena. John, John Cena. Cena. He's got a, a spinoff coming off of this movie. Um, and then the third movie, Free Guy, with Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer, which I am a fan of both those uh, actors. Uh, I'm going with the 67%. I'm cautiously optimistic. Or I'm actually just cautious <laughs> with this movie, Free Guy. I'm giving it a 67%. Um, it's one of the one of the two movies on my list of movies to watch this year that I'm just kind of on the fence with. I'm waiting for the Rotten Tomatoes score. Free Guy and the Ghostbusters movies are the ones where I'm like, I'm waiting to see whether or not it's a theatrical um, trip to the theater um, or just wait to see it at, at home. So uh, those are my scores. Jungle Crew, 74%. The Suicide Squad, 83%. And Free Guy, 67%. And then let's go with Ian now. So we can make fun of Ian quite a bit here with his uh, reasoning. He did send us a text message with his predictions and his reasoning. All right, Ian uh, Jungle Cruise, he's going with an 80%. He said it's, it's like Jumanji in Pirates of the Caribbean. That was his reasoning. <laughs> Which is ironic because neither none of the Jumanji or uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies hit 80 yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they got in the seventies, though. I feel like saying it's like uh, let's let's rip into Ian here, guys. I feel like saying it's like Jumanji is like saying Apocalypse Now is like Jumanji because it takes place in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, it, had, it has animals too. I saw some animals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He didn't do the uh, introspective kind of research that we did there. With uh, with that one there, but eighty percent. I mean, that's pretty close to what I've got. Uh, he 70%. may very well be, get that one. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Suicide Squad two. He said this one is uh, so hard. Cast is good. They got a good director. Original one. He so he's comparing. He says the original one was so bad. Um, he's going with a sixty five percent with the second Suicide Squad film there. Eighty uh, percent for Jungle Cruise for Ian, um, sixty-five for Suicide Squad for Ian, and then the, the okay. So the the trailer 
Though the trailer seems kind of lame, still, LOL, could really be horrible. So that's his thoughts on the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Says the trailer seems kind of lame. Lame. Still, LOL. Lame. Um, okay, so, and then he lame, says, lame, uh, lame. Free Guy, 75%. Says, Ryan Reynolds, enough said. Which me and Jason were ripping into him before the <laughs> recording for that. Because like, Ryan Reynolds has plenty of movies that or bombs and i love ryan reynolds he's fucking i feel great. like that was before he was a big name though he'll still here and there i mean he's i don't think he's completely out of the woods yet uh but yeah are you saying van wilder's not the best movie uh, well yeah. that's so, i mean that's Halloween. way back like r.i.pd's yeah. not that long ago oh yeah. true and yeah. uh, but jeff bridges was in that movie man i know if someone I... was like we need we, we want to cast you in this movie and Jeff Bridges is in it. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like, I don't care what the plot well, is. Well, that's why I watched it. I was like, Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges together? I got to watch this. And I watched it. I was so like, bad. why did I watch this? <laughs> so well, was, but And we did do a Ryan Reynolds versus Hugh Jackman with yeah. Ian mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. I think we did go down the list. It was Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds have just as many. Good and bad. Yes. Like, and, and not just our opinion, just like reviews yeah. like they have just as many badly reviews movies as they do good movies almost down the middle it seems like it's just which is you know that's the name of the game i guess in hollywood but um uh so he so he went with a 75 percent for the ryan reynolds movie that he, he probably didn't even probably he if we were to ask him what's the name of this ryan reynolds movie he's like i don't know it's a ryan reynolds movie i'm gonna watch it anyway <laughs> the ryan reynolds one yeah, the so, one Ryan runs All right, so I think he takes his shirt off. Does he? <laughs> I'm gonna have to increase my score. <laughs> That's worth at least five percent. All right, guys, I'll let you guys. Yeah, take it each away. N- each nipple is worth two and a half percent. Obviously, it's the nip. The score. belly button's worth five percent. It's the nip <laughs> factor. All right, uh, Jungle Cruise. I'm gonna go with a uh, a seventy percent, and I, I I do give Ian the fact that the first thing I. S- thought of when i saw the second trailer was pirates of the caribbean because like oh they're they're doing this movie in that style and that's yeah. what they're going for which is i'll show you that second trailer yeah You're that like, second trailer i was like ooh, that, that has very much of hearts which <laughs> makes sense because that that especially oh, that first movie the curse of the black pearl right and that was called like that was a big that's success a great movie and so yeah. it was a big success it was a good it movie, a good too, movie yeah. and uh and also based on a ride and you know what it makes me wonder uh i was telling hector this is Matt. it based on a ride yeah <laughs> it's also based on the real pirates yeah i was gonna say it's but, based on the existence of pirates more than the ride but it was inspired by a say it no, I think they're just okay. like, we own the IP for this name, the Pirates of the Caribbean, okay. so we're going to slap it on it a is, pirate movie. It, it was inspired by their ride, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, it is based on pirates. But um, Which makes me wonder, because I was telling Hector this, like they retrofitted Jack Sparrow into the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, yeah, I've so, seen it. So it's like, are they going to retrofit? If this movie is successful, <laughs> are they going to retrofit parts of the Jungle Cruise movie into the Jungle Cruise ride now? Makes me wonder. Can I, uh, before you, you, you didn't say your score yet, right? No, I didn't. Did anyone look up the score for Tomorrowland? I'll look it up right now. Uh, I thought you did give your score. 70% for... Oh, did I? Oh, maybe oh, okay. I did. Okay. 70%. Tomorrowland. <laughs> Tomorrowland starring... Uh, I could imagine it's not very good. That movie was so forgettable. But it it, it seemed very ambitious. Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to fucking like... 
But people are, aren't even prepared for this movie. Yeah. All um, I remember is George Clooney was in it. Yeah, George mm-hmm. Clooney. He was. Brad, That's what I remember about it as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brad Bird, too. Who uh, Brad Bird did uh, some of the best Pixar movies. Let me see. Tomorrowland. The Rotten Tomatoes. What? 50% and 40. <laughs> That's pretty close. 50% critics and 49% audience. Oh, I'm feeling much better about my Jungle and, and Cruise score criti- now. Critics consensus. Ambitious and visually stunning. Tomorrowland is unfortunately weighed down by uneven storytelling. I'm guessing you gave it like a 60. No, not that low, but okay. lower than everyone else. Um, okay. But Brad Bird, who directed Tomorrowland, did The Iron Giant, The Incredibles, Incredibles 2, Ratatouille, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and Tomorrowland. So, yeah, you can't win them all. Well, I mean, yeah, he didn't write it, right? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Brad Bird, uh, filmography, Tomorrowland. Oh, uh... He was the director and the writer. Oh, ouch. All right. Everyone's got a turd on their catalog. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving along there, Jason. So speaking of turds, so let's, I'll give the score for the Suicide Squat. Um, so the suicide, suicide squat. squat. Yeah. Suicide squat. <laughs> Is that yeah, what happens after you eat too much Taco Bell? That's exactly correct. And I give <laughs> I that score a 10% on I Rotten Tomatoes. I can't, so. name the t- I can't name the episode Suicide Squat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So for the Suicide Squat gets 10%. Sco- the Suicide Squad, I'm going to give 81% mm, nice. for my score. I have, I have a good feeling about this movie. Um, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, I do. So let's see if I'm right. Now, Free Guy, I don't have as good a feeling about mm-hmm. this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer, I, I both like the, love this both. I love the show Killing Eve. She is phenomenal in that show. Um, they're not going to save this movie. I'm going with a 56%. Ouch. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, but what what are those two bodyguard movies that Ryan Reynolds came out with? Because I, I I took that those into account as well, where because we were talking we were trying to figure out Free Guy, and for for this segment and um, I was like oh you know maybe the stars of the movie can like if it's a bad movie maybe it can like overcome a, a shitty movie yeah because like my example was uh, well those bodyguard movies we got. Um, Selma Hayek and Sam Jackson, Ryan Reynolds. You're like, oh well, shit! Like, but those are, got really beat up with the critics. But the other movie was the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, where I think the movie by itself, mine, like if you take Joaquin out of it, that movie's like a C, a C plus maybe. But his performance is like an A plus, so it brings it up a little bit mm-hmm. to like a B minus maybe. Um, it's been a while since I've watched The yeah. Joker, so uh, my feelings might change about and, it. But. And I don't feel like Free Guy is the kind of movie where like, a, right. like you can get a performance like that that's going like, <laughs> to yeah. elevate it. Um, it's a movie that I'm expecting that, I mean, I'm saying critically it's going to get 56, but I'm expecting, and this is what I expect from this movie, is, is the audience score is probably going to be in the 70s. Yeah. So yeah, Probably. The, I think, I, I even though I say 56, I expect to enjoy yeah. this movie and probably, that's the thing is so. we're trying to guess the critic scores yeah. right all right Matthew? so jason yeah well let me uh, reiterate okay. jason's real quick jason's uh jungle cruise is 70 the suicide squat is 81 mm-hmm. that's 10 <laughs> yeah okay the the movie itself will be uh an 81 is yep. jason's prediction 
and a 56 for Free Guy, which is the lowest one so far. I gave it a 67 for Free Guy, and, J and Ian gave it a 75. All right, now we get down to Matt. And you said uh, your wife also. Yeah, I'll read Katie's score. She didn't give me any descriptions. <laughs> so uh, since uh, I wanted to try a different approach this time, and instead of doing like super objectively and like looking up the director and all the old movies and stuff like I've done in the past, I just watched the first trailer of all three yeah. and then just picked a number. Katie was sitting right next to me, and she did the same thing. So, okay. Uh, the first one, and these was, are these are yours. Uh, I'll do mine and then hers. Okay. Jungle Cruise, uh, which man, I have a lot to say about this fucking trailer. <laughs> this might be the worst trailer I've ever watched. <laughs> it, the whole thing is shaped like a saw wave. Like it starts at its highest point, and then it just gets worse the whole way through. Yeah, you said you only watched the first trailer, right? Yeah. I thought the same thing. about The second trailer is so much See, better. See, maybe I should have yeah. watched more trailers then. But uh, immediately recognizable to me is that Emily Blunt, awesome. What is The Rock doing acting across from Emily Blunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never watched a trailer and thought the acting was bad in the trailer. <laughs> wow. So anyway, I'm I hate this movie based on the trailer. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. <laughs> but I recognize the uh, the IP of it yeah. and so I'll I'm going to go Wait, with the 70. I don't think the first trailer even gives away what the plot is, right? Cuz the second no, no, trailer no, no, actually I mean, tells like, you what the actual plot and there is a plot cuz after watching the cruise through the jungle. I no, guess. it's not. Is like it, is it Wait, is it Rambo 3? It yeah, Sylvester Stallone shows up <laughs> and then they have to yeah. Uh, there's like a tree of life and they have to fucking find oh, it. Oh, they kind of say that at the beginning. Oh, of do they? Okay. I don't... The, the second trailer, it, it gives you more of what the movie's actually going to be. The first trailer, you're just like, what the fuck yeah. is this? The, the well, I don't know what trailer I watched then. There was yeah, a boat and, and, a, and a torpedo and they jumped over a fucking yeah. house. Oh, I think that might be the second one. Oh. Well, because there's... The first trailer was a year ago, and then the recent trailer was like a I month just went or two to YouTube ago, yeah. and clicked on the one that said official trailer. Right. Yeah. Okay, you might have watched the second one. Then. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the, the second trailer does give more of the story plot, but really the plot is flimsy as fuck. The second trailer just shows more of like the roller coaster ride of mm -hmm. like all the crazy yeah. shit they get into. I got like zero Pirates of the Caribbean magic off okay, the trailer. The second trailer I watched had the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, and, and, big and, time. And, yeah. and what I'm taking from the vibes that I'm getting from the Pirates of the Caribbean is, is that just bombastic, like, look at the crazy shit they're getting into, and are they going to get out of this one type of, like, they were just showing... Sure, I get that. And I they were, like, that. literally fighting, like, a skeleton at some point during that trailer. Well, there's yeah, a, there right. was a creature that looked a lot like uh, Davy Jones yeah, in the trailer. Yeah, uh-huh, right. Anyway, I think I'm going to hate that movie. So you said 70? Yeah. That's what uh, Jason gave it. Katie, Katie gave it a 72. Oh, <laughs> cool. It's so funny that you're like, I'm going to hate this movie and give it a 70. Well, I mean... <laughs> you factored in. Right, I yeah, factored in critics, that, yeah. yeah, like, I realized that that's the type of movie that I hate more than most people, mm -hmm. and then there's the type of movie that I like more than most people, so I'm trying to slightly factor that in. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's Disney. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Uh, Not Disney. Step one had one of my favorite Steely Dan songs in the trailer. So uh, plus like 10 points for <laughs> okay, that. Nice. Yeah, Steely Dan. Um, I don't know. I found the trailer to be a little quite entertaining for a trailer, I guess. I'm a little worried about the 10,000 characters in the movie. Mm -hmm. You didn't find it lame? <laughs> like I don't, I, it's going to be hard to, to, I don't know, movies with that many characters struggle mm -hmm. sometimes. That's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
uh, James Gunn is is I I have faith in the guy mm-hmm. just based on his back catalog. So I gave this one an eighty eight. Nice. And Katie gave it the same number. Oh, all right. Huh. Did she know you gave it an eighty eight before she she just or what? Uh yes, yeah, she said it after me. Okay. All right, so free She's guy. Like, okay, here's what the he big said. here's the big swing. Okay. <laughs> I liked this trailer. Uh, I got like a Lego movie vibe from it. Yeah. Uh, which I could see that. I would love to see it. I bet the Rotten Tomatoes on that is ninety something. I what a the it's, Lego it's movie. Pretty high, the first I, one. I think the Lego movie, I think the guy that directed this is the guy that did the Lego movie. Oh, that's interesting. I, I think I mean let me find out for sure. Anyway, I really enjoyed the trailer. I thought it was fun. Uh, and I got like that heavy Lego movie vibe off of it. So I actually put ninety for free guy. Because I have faith that this movie's not going to suck, and it probably will, <laughs> but um, I wanted to take a big swing on this one because I, I enjoyed the vibe of the trailer quite a bit. Okay, wow. And Katie gave it a more realistic 74. So you, you gave it a 90? Yeah. And Katie, 74. No, I think the Lego movie guy is who's directing um, The Jungle... Or maybe no. Did I say? What did I say? 96% is what the original Lego movie got. Jungle Crude. No, that's not the same guy. The Lego movies are good stuff. I like them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be like the Lego movie. I just felt the energy of the Lego movie. I could see that, for sure. Uh, I I got like a a Lego movie and like Wreck-It Ralph was a little bit of that. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be pretty good. I, I hope I hope so. My score doesn't reflect whether I think I'm gonna like the movie at if all. If I lose to Ian because of this, I'm never taking another swing ever again. <laughs> I I fully expect to like this movie. I just don't. I didn't get a feel to fully expect critics to like this movie based on what I saw. I guess I didn't. I don't know. Like uh, I guess is is this is like an adult movie? Or... I think so. Uh, I mean, I see here. I think it is. Uh, so the whole the whole premise the whole premise while Hector's looking at it is mm-hmm. basically Ryan Reynolds' character is a just a normal like background character in a game like what Grand Theft Auto basically and he's a bank a bank worker and then he kind of and then he finally realizes because the game's going to get shut down and erased right so he just realizes he's just a guy in a game and then then Jodie Comer shows up and she's like you're just a guy in a game we got the guy they're going to shut it down don't they call the game creator god or something during the yeah um, but it's Taika Waititi playing yeah, a game and developer. Taika Waititi's in it yeah. I know he is yes <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I've got warm fuzzies about this I, oh man I hope yes, you, I hope you're right dude I love Taika Waititi I just yeah but yeah he, he's not but he's not doing this movie though he's <laughs> yeah. just in this movie yeah that's true um, he could have not been in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's got to help at least one percent. I'll change um, my score to a fifty-seven. So I think, based on everyone's almost identical guesses f- across the board, that Free Guy is going to be the the maker. Seemingly break so. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, I would love for this movie to be an eighty or ninety. Yeah, same here. But fuck, I, man, I'll go watch it in the theater if it's like a seventy-five. But uh, I'm just. Like that was my limb. I was going on the limb the opposite way you did. Yeah. So <laughs> that I mean, I really was because I, I my I wanted to give this movie better than that. And I was like, eh, if I'm going to try to go for it, I need to go more out on a limb than I did the other two. So Hector, so, what's the release dates? The release dates are so. 
Um, Are any of them streaming or they're all in theaters? Um, that I'll have to get back to you. I, I'm not sure. I think some of these are, are going to be, um, you know, same day or whatnot. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, Jungle Cruise is at the end of this month, July 30th. It's probably going to be on that bullshit, like, $30 Disney, Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. yeah. The, the Suicide Squad, I'm pretty sure the Suicide Squad is same day, um, August 6th. Um, and then Free Guys, August 13th. So next month we'll uh, we'll uh, do an episode to see who the winner is, and uh, if it's Katie, that would be awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> just waltzes right in here and oh, fucking takes man. over our game. Watches uh, three trailers. She's yeah. never heard anything <laughs> yes. about any of the three. Didn't movies. look up to see yeah. who's I, in the, I will take who's the directing it. Yeah, I will take the embarrassment just for the enjoyment and entertainment of that happening. <laughs> Um, here's a little bit of a tease for a couple months from now when I, when we when we do another three movies. Um, the three movies I have picked for this will be in September, so this is a way down the line um, tease for a podcast <laughs> late later in the year. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, No Time to Die, the 007 movie, and Dune will be the three movies for our down the road um, Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten on the Vine game. So, but th- these are. A fun little set of movies this was it did take me a little bit of like i mean we'll see how good our uh, deduction uh, i tried to merge was. all those three movies in my head james bond with a symbiote in like a desert with a giant worm and i was like that's pretty fucking awesome uh, yeah <laughs> and then add time travel mm-hmm. and aliens and, and jk simmons. <laughs> oh well jake yeah and a draft and then jk simmons yep jk simmons all right so uh that's it for uh, this episode um we're gonna wrap it up here uh anything else you guys want to throw in here before we uh wrap yeah, i'd it like up? to shout out jk simmons <laughs> how you doing buddy i'll um, quickly shout out the uh comic i just finished and the two i just started okay. i just finished descender oh wow uh, damn dude. which is great yeah and it's also being developed for tv i believe okay cool um is it gonna have jk simmons in? yeah me it could okay um, now we're talking yeah it's uh <laughs> Ah, look into it, your own idiot. Anyway, um, then I started Black Science. Okay. Which is cool. It's got like a... It's not funny at all, no. but it reminds me of Rick and Morty. Yeah. With the multiverse type yeah. deal. Um, um, Rick Remender, that's like my favorite modern writer in comics. Uh, he's awesome. Rick Remender is fantastic. He he had one of his comics become Deadly Class. Deadly Class, which was on it sci-fi. It seems like as I'm like le- picking more and more books and stuff, mm-hmm. like I'm not into, I've said I'm not really into the superhero thing, mm-hmm. but all of the great writers that I've enjoyed so far have mm-hmm. written for X-Men. It seems like yeah, everyone that's, that's goes through right there, everyone Rick goes Remender. through the X-Men at some point. Yeah, the uh, this poster I have here in the background, that's Rick Remender's uh, X-Force. And it's the, the very last like... Uh, X-Men storyline that just blew me away and it was Rick Remender. Rick Remender's fucking awesome. Shout out to Rick Remender who's who got me into Lana Del Rey. Like I owe so much for, to that guy and you should read anything that guy writes. Nice. He's, uh, he's fucking awesome. And then the last one, uh, I think Ian would really like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Monstrous. Oh yeah. And it's uh, like a fan- high fantasy, mm-hmm. not high fantasy. It's a fantasy about um it, it gives me uh the stock market yeah i don't think either of you guys will get this reference as much but it gives me a little bit of like full out al- full metal alchemist okay. vibes but uh it's like a, a girl who in simplest terms i guess is possessed by a 
demon. Okay. But uh, it's really good. I okay. really Ian like loves that, one that. Too. I know. It's it's definitely like up Ian's alley all the way. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, they know where right that right up going. that alley. Yeah. Ooh. Right up Ian's alley. Sorry, JK. Monstrous. I haven't read that, uh, but I've only heard that it's. Like it's gotten so many awards, mm-hmm. and and the artwork looks super crazy intricate. The the artwork, oh, man. Sometimes you read something like the Invisible Kingdom, which I read, which is like the there's like your big panels, you know, that are a lot of time, and then a lot of it just is almost like sketched mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but this is like full production yeah. in every panel. They don't waste, and the, it's this yeah. weird kind of quasi anime style, okay. but not. But still yeah. not. It's it's it, it very look, the the art looks labor intensive. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that author is female, I think. Mm-hmm. Too. She is. So is the artist. But uh, they they've won like whatever the Oscars are for comics. Yeah, that book has won it, and it's and it's pretty new. It's like came out two or three years ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you squoze in some comic books there. Uh, Gross. I have <laughs> a big time comic book thing that I'm going to say for the next episode. So, um, yeah, uh, Jason, Matt, tell me, tell the listeners where else they can find you guys. You can find us loving on J.K. Simmons, uh, and then also on the the uh, no, not you, Matt. <laughs> oh, sorry, we both work at, and our addresses are. Wait, is that not what we're doing? No, oh, not sorry. at all. No, no, no. Listen to Possible Podcast. Look us up. We're anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, just about anywhere, unless you get it like on the dark web or something like that. We're not there. Wow, dark, oh, dark web podcast. Mm-hmm. Wow, I never even that's, thought of that. We should start one. Like that's that's like some real serious like dark shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, what kind of podcast would you have like that? You'd have to have it hidden underneath the internet. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, I don't know. I get get that some thought and come back. Um, so yeah, uh, listen, impossible. What? How? Uh, how far along are you guys uh, now? I think we're. Uh, i'm more ahead on the i think we're getting ready to put out our 18th episode 18 yeah that's what it is nice something like that yeah but that's uh you delavan you guys delavan and jj yeah no that's great man just rounding uh coming up to 20 episodes there and uh, moving along and you guys uh it's only been around since this year right i mean you guys Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, we were doing weekly episodes, but mm-hmm. now we're doing bi-weekly episodes. Yeah. Okay. Just Wait, longer. Is it longer bi-weekly, yeah. What, what is twice a week versus every other week? Bi-weekly be twice a week. Yeah, what is every other week? Uh, is that it's not? like bi-annual and bi-annual. Bi-monthly. Yeah, there we go. Okay. We're very bi. <laughs> <laughs> like Loki. Yes. Yeah. JK All right. So, JK, uh, JK, we're very bi. And uh, so the... Um, uh, networking for Mind Grenade, uh, mindgrenadestudios.com. That's where uh, you find a stream of the podcast. Also, I'm about to, as soon as I hit stop on the recording, I'm going to post some artwork. I just finished a Black Widow, uh, Natasha Romanoff MCU um, drawing that I did and just finished it just ready for the movie. Uh, I'll be posting that on the uh, website. And uh, if you want to leave us, some of your predictions for the Rotten Tomatoes game, uh, leave us an email at uh, mg2014 at gmail.com. That's mgtwenty14 at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that's it. Try to do it before they come out. Yeah, I do a prediction afterwards. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This is Hector for Jason, Matt, and J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon. Call me.
Red eye when the sun sets in my bedroom. It feels like I'm. 